Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy K Troll on the mic today, and I am joined by backwards cap wearing Charlie Black to my Corey Ellison. We're talking the morning show today. Ethan Gelfan, what is happening? Look, here's the truth. We suspect Fred might not be innocent, but we know you're guilty of taking over UBA's airwaves, of allowing wild allegations to be made against the CEO of the network, and of physically locking him out of his own control room. Which, by the way, is also a serious fire hazard. (laughs) The fire hazard. That was pirate television, and it has no place on our network. This really is the land that time forgot. All right, well, I did my best, but I cannot drag you idiots kicking and screaming into the 21st century. You're just so caught up in ruling over your rotten little fiefdom that you don't even see the world that has sprouted up all around you. All right, well, enjoy broadcasting your cave paintings to the last remaining savages who are still watching over the air broadcasting. The rest of the world, they've moved to the cloud and it is gorgeous up there. Corey, if you'll excuse us, we have a television network we need to fix. Well, get out that super glue. Do you really think that's what all this is about? Your little television network? This is a battle for the soul of the universe. I decided to kind of go full bro. You know, I just came back from Star Wars. This was my one souvenir. I came back from Star Wars. Came back from Disney World. This was my one souvenir. I thought it was sweet. $70 it's hat. It's funny. It w- pretty much. I put a second mortgage just for this hat. So it's pretty, yeah. pretty good, though. Uh, what's kind of funny is growing up, I always liked hats, but I was like the chubbier kid and I looked like a big head. So like whenever I put a hat on, even though I loved how hats looked and stuff like that, whenever I put it on, I looked like a bowling ball. So I never wore hats. <laughs> I didn't wear hats in my entire life up until about a year and a half ago or two years ago. We were up uh, up at Hubbard Lake on Kirsten, Kirsten's family's property. And um, I was out helping getting like the, the hunting property ready and you know, my brother-in-law Kyle said, Hey, you're going to want to wear a backwards hat just because whatever reason it keeps away these big flies when you're walking through the woods. I'm like, what? Okay. So I put on this hat. I love the hat. Kira's like, Hey, you actually look good in the hat. I'm like, what? It's awesome. Now this whole Whoa. world has opened up for me. I now own four hats. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, my wardrobe is just expanding. It's, it's spectacular. You're accessorizing like a mofo, man. Right. Um, well, I think as you start to lose your hair, too, like, you know, as, as, as we start that to too. lose our hair, hats become our best friend, right? Yes. Kind of like it, uh, it covers up a lot of mistakes up there. It does. Also, when I get lazy and I don't shower in the morning <clears> and I guess I have to go to the bus stop, I uh, just throw on a hat. And no one will know the, no one will know the difference. I'll be good. It's a so, fair point. I do the same I'll thing. Let, I'll let you decide if I've showered or not, if I have, I have a bad hair day or if I just wanted to rock my cool new hat. Your your yeah. choice, one of three. For the listener, I mostly assume he has not showered, just in general. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I have actually a lot of hats and used to wear them more than I do now. I don't wear them a ton anymore, but um, I've got hats for all different occasions. Um, but most Dressy mostly hats. sports teams, various sports teams. And yeah. the, some of them are like free giveaway stuff where I'm like, oh, free hat. You know, it's like a company I work for <laughs> free, or whatever. Free hat. Um but I don't, I don't know. It takes a certain kind of hat to look right on me personally, because I'm I don't the same like, way. I don't have like a lot of forehead. Um, I, I, my hair is receding, but it's not, I don't have like a lot of forehead. And so if I get the wrong kind of hat, it sits up too high on top of my head. 
Yeah. And it would look a lot better if it was like flush with the top of my head. My brother well, is a great hat guy, which is frustrating because yeah. he he can rock a hat big time, but he's got he's got more forehead going. Hmm. So I've found out you're right. It is dependent on the hat. Like I think I'm better with like the floppier hats that are not just you know like the one, like those two panels are just solid and it kind of just it doesn't move and then the back is just all kind of solid. Whereas mine is more yeah. if it's floppier, I don't look like I'm a small child stuck in a big hat so i think jonah my buddy jonah said those are high rise i don't go good with high rise i'm a low rise hat guy i think i need a low rise too and maybe no no structure at all really just let it form to my head kind of thing because it's just exactly if it's too if it's too high up there it just doesn't look right on me i look like a small i can rock it though i can rock it it's a good look with the beard actually it kind of goes well with the beard it's like a good who is this person hiding under this all these features see but I hair can't here. He's got this hat beard. thing. I can't do the beard. It takes me five years to grow gross, patchy. Yeah. Like I need bring back the patches. Stuff. I mean, I showed you that picture during COVID. I'm like, you know what? Let's just see what I can do. And it was disgusting. We shared COVID pictures. Mine, when I puffed it out, was like, you know, a foot off of my face. And yours was a foot off of your face in these little spots. Yeah, like I don't grow here. Nothing grows here. Uh, and then like, you go, yeah, it was just not pleasant. You had a lot of not neck. Pleasant. You had a lot of neck that was trying to carry the weight, really. Yeah, and it's like, I can do it here, guys. Like, you don't want neck. And you're like trying to use the oh, neck to, to show the rest of the beard. Yeah. Instead of like a comb I've got over, my patches. Like a comb up. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, a comb up. <laughs> a comb a comb tea. A comb tea. <laughs> Yes, it is comb goatee. I like it. I've got my patches myself, but it's um, it's better than better than it could be. Than that could be worse. Yeah, could be worse. Anyway, speaking of beards, we should talk about the NFL. <laughs> great transition. That was that, a great that transition. So smooth. Speaking of beards, look at that bowl yeah. of cereal over there. I do. I do want to give a quick. And now that I've transitioned <laughs> awkwardly, I'm just going to transition back. I do want to give <laughs> go, that was really show. Back. I want to give some quick love to the morning show. It's a great show. We've been through two it seasons. Is. It's on it's on Apple Plus. Uh, Jen Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, news anchors. Oh, look at you. It's, You're so colloquial with her, Jen Aniston. You know, you guys go way back and probably playing football in the backyard with you, Matt, Ryan, and Drew the ball Brees. Me and Matty Ice. Yeah. Yeah. And Drew Brees so. and Jen Aniston. Okay. And Jen Aniston just all hanging out. And I'm on Ross yes. Brown. It is. It's funny, like it's a good show. I wouldn't say it's great. Uh, it's heavier. It's heavier than when you would expect when you come into it with Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell. I like, thinking, oh, maybe this will be something like no. First episode, you just get punched in the face, and it's like, yeah. my God, this is not what I expected. <laughs> well, and the perfect segue here is Mark Duplass from The League, which is the iconic fantasy football show. The cast, to your point, is a is a very comedic cast, and so you're thinking it's going to be really funny, yeah. and it's not. It is very heavy. It has some funny it moments, like any show does, but it's very heavy. Right. It's very salient. It's very current. Um, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty wild. Oh, that was a yeah, good show. I mean, it is it is heavy though. It's tough to watch because you're like, this is real for a lot of people, and this is like this this really. I'm not going to say it hits home like on a personal level, but it, it right. This stuff is happening, and this is like this seems, this seems like, too real. This is stuff that goes on, and this is stuff that you don't want to realize goes on, but it does. And it yeah. does kind of have a, a small newsroomish feel because it does tie in uh, new like 
current-ish news events. Uh, unfortunately, like for whatever reason, like these special shows always take so long to produce and create. It's like at the end of the second season, they're just discovering COVID, and that's like okay. Now you're like yeah. behind the the boat on that one. <laughs> like that's true. That's true. Although I will now. say, we talked about this. I can't remember if it was on a podcast or in one of our uh, recap videos, but uh, Homeland. I felt like it was like as it was happening, they were on it. That did not take a year or two years past to recount when they were covering stuff, and it, that was all like totally fictional, right. but but not fictional, like very real issues with Iran issues in Iraq, you know, issues with ISIS and like all the stuff was going on. You're just like, Oh my God, it feels like they're like step, step by step with, with the actual news. It was with crazy. Us. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Homeland was great. Sure. Another great show. Anyway. Anyway, good show. Heavy, but it's good. Great cast. Heavy, but a good show. Uh, Agreed. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some news around the league. We've got a couple of big pieces of news and then we have some big injuries that we are tracking as well. Um, yes. I think the news exactly. side of things I, that I was like most surprised by is Melvin Gordon just got waved from the Broncos. <laughs> he fumbled how on the goal far... line again. They're like, get out of here. We, we're literally yeah. not going to take it anymore. How far has this you know? guy fallen that, you know, he goes from holding out when he was with the Chargers because he wants that big contract because he was playing great. He had a great, you know, a couple seasons with them. And then he's like, I'm going to hold out. I'm going to get my big deal. Doesn't get his big deal. Kind of tail between his legs. Finish. He comes back halfway through with the Chargers. Then he gets a deal with the Broncos, not a big one. Starts splitting duties, has kind of a resurgence, starts playing well again. Then this season, the big dog goes down. Javante Williams, I was like, all right, Melvin Gordon, it's your show. Nope. And finally just gets cut. <laughs> like, he got God. beat out by Latavius Murray, who was a starter for like a year, you know? Um, like Marlon Mack years ago. <laughs> yeah, several years ago. Marlon Mack. They'd rather keep Marlon Mack. They'd rather put Chase Edmonds on IR than keep Melvin Gordon. <laughs> They're like, yeah. we're mean, fine with who we've got. Even though one of them just like broke his ankle, it's it's totally fine. We don't want you in the building anymore. Well, I mean, five fumbles and like how many are on the goal line? I mean, that's you can't do that. That's ungodly. So yeah, it know. is rough. Or it does send a message too. I think honestly, it sends a message in my book to Russell Wilson, which is like. These guys are actually boys. I don't no know if you knew that or not. If you remember that, yeah, they were, they both played together at Wisconsin, and so yeah. they were like good friends. And that's one of the one of the draws that Russell had to come into Denver. And so it kind of tells him like no one's safe. Number one, and number two, like performance is all that matters. It is all that matters. And if you mm-hmm. totally suck, if you put this team in jeopardy, if you lose games for us, we got no place for you. Which is a kind of an interesting message because Russ is losing a lot of games currently. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yes. But I bet you someone someone's going to pick up Melvin Gordon. It's just it's going to be just interesting to see where. And I mean, his role is just going to be even more limited, but we'll see. Maybe Arizona will pick him up after dropping Eno Benjamin. <laughs> Maybe they'll pick him up and he'll be a star with James Conner. Who knows? So dumb. Um, all right. So for me, biggest injury news, Justin Fields, dislocated, boy. non-throwing shoulder unsure what the prognosis will be um the coach is calling him day to day but apparently in a news conference did not rule out shutting him down for the year which i'm just like oh god <laughs> yeah, those are two very different things this is um, where coaches are just like all over the map they're like okay either he's gonna play next week or he's done for his life so it's one of the two retirement home we'll yeah, see i'm not sure 
I, I don't know. I don't know what to think of that. Um, I'm just going to hope and pray that it's something he can manage. That's a pain tolerance thing mostly. We know Dalvin Cook is, for instance, is a player that like famously has dis- dislocated shoulders, and he's in like a high-impact position, and he plays through it all the time. He's learned to kind of manage it. I don't know if Justin Fields has a history of this at all Super race. Um, in his past. Certainly runs a lot for a quarterback and takes some some That's decent okay. hits, uh, both running and as as sacks, but doesn't get hit as often as like a Dalvin Cook does. So I like that he takes his hits both running, which he does. He this season he has been unleashed running, but then and also taking lots of sacks. <laughs> it's like... It does take a lot of sacks too. Your <laughs> <laughs> line is garbage. Um, but so that's the big news. Keeping an eye on that. There's no backup plan there because Trevor Simeon is like a competent NFL backup, but I don't want to. I would never start him in fantasy. So like, Dylan I'm just hoping and praying, hoping hoping and praying that Fields uh, gets through it. Um, Kyle Pitts, another one of my now former players on my fantasy team. Uh, I dropped that mofo last week. Um, he has torn his MCL, so he's going. He's on IR currently. He'll miss at least four weeks. I don't think you'll see him again this year. Um, no. And I don't think you wanted to play him anyway because it's been so bad. Bad enough I mean, to literally had, drop him. They only had six games left anyway because they still haven't had their bye. So, yeah, there's he ain't coming back. There'd be no yeah. point. Joe Mixon uh, got concussed. Samaje Pirine came in and looked awesome. Caught three touchdown passes, which was insane. Uh, so, Mixon, can I just point out you know, that classic Joe Mixon? He's not on my actual fantasy team, but I draft him and run your pool. I'm like, you know what? This is the time for Joe Mixon. He hasn't gotten hurt yet. Let me put him in before you. And what happens? What happens? He gets yes. <laughs> he came back from from the grave to screw you. Yeah. You literally yeah. cannot play him in any format ever. You Never. I will just. I hate him so much. So much. <laughs> All right. I mentioned Chase Edmonds. He got carted off with an ankle injury. Found out it's a high ankle sprain. He's going to miss quote a lot of time. Uh, that's a four to six week injury for running back. I don't know that you'll see him again this year, maybe at the very end of the year, if they're testing him out to see if he's maybe a better fit for their future. Um, but fantasy-wise, safe to drop. Clyde Edwards Alaire left an ankle injury as well. <laughs> I don't know. Have you yeah. seen an update on CEH? I have not, uh, but I don't think there'll need to be one with Panchero over there kind of dominating the backfield, who we'll talk about a little bit later. Your good friend Panchero, yeah. Uh, he left the game early, wasn't getting a lot of work anyway, lost the starting job yeah. anyway. Probably not a big deal. Matthew Stafford in concussion <laughs> protocol again, twice in two and a half weeks. That is not you good. That is not no, good. You, you got to be shutting him down here pretty soon too. I mean, their season's lost and he wasn't Cooper playing great out. anyway. I know John Wolford has not been good, but you don't want to mess with two concussions in three weeks or whatever the heck it is. So yeah, just be done. They, yeah. They really need to be careful with this one. Obviously we saw what happened with Tua earlier this year, but like, yeah, I don't know. This guy's. You want to know it's wild? So, with that Goff and Stafford trade, you know, the Lions got two first rounders. The Rams' first round pick, which they are getting, is better than their current pick that they have in the same current projected pick. Yeah. Spectacular. They're like, it's a top five pick. Let's go. Shut them down. <laughs> Shut them yeah. down. Shut down, Cooper Cup. Shut down Stafford. Yeah. Shut everybody down. <laughs> Hey, Makers, stay mad. <laughs> stay mad. Don't play. Just be Allen Robinson and just being so sad that he's actually, this is worse than Chicago and Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the Super Bowl winner, and it's worse. <laughs> Yikes. Um, Mike Williams re-aggravated his high ankle sprain as well. Uh, does not appear, appear to be severe. May miss a week, but 
not a huge, huge setback, but it did force him out of the game. Wandale Robinson, this was really sad. Torn ACL. That's I don't know funny. if he was on many people's radar. He was nine for 100 in this game. I mean, he had a big game going. A lot of fantasy analysts were kind of buzzy about him, like someone's got to step up in that receiving room. It was him. He was a talented rookie, hadn't been healthy all year. He's done for the year, and that that really sucks to see for them. Uh, yeah. And you see what happens I mean, when they have no one, team, literally no one to throw to. I was going to say, on a team with no receiving weapons anyway, the one that was actually kind of doing something, and now he goes down. Like they, I know the Giants are sitting at 7-3, and three, but <laughs> nothing is guaranteed. There's no way the playoffs are guaranteed at this point. They have a long way to go, and it does not look promising <laughs> the nfc is garbage seven wins might be enough to get in as an as a wild card <laughs> it's that bad but um now you, you got a resurface that talks about obj maybe obj goes back to new york now right he's talking like he's like i would do it you know i mean i Let's guess see. he does have a super bowl if he's gonna get paid he's like yeah screw it i'll go there they got a better shot than the rams right now oh yeah he ain't going there and the packers honestly <laughs> um Kadarius Tony left with a hamstring injury. <laughs> Turns Doctor. out it wasn't just he wasn't just faking it in New York. Uh, <laughs> he actually does just get injured all the time. So he's just yeah. made of glass. He's, he's made of glass. Rondell Moore left on the first play in Monday Night Football last night with a groin injury. Um, <laughs> I don't know anything about the severity of that yet. But Greg Dortch, Wake Forest product, Greg Dortch came in and lit it up. He and, did. Yeah, um, big game. You know, if Rondell misses time, look out waivers. Greg Dortch. Time for Greg. He started off well, fall, yeah. so yeah. Kind of a couple of wake stars out there. Kendall Hinton's getting playing time for the Broncos. John Walford's gonna be starting for the Rams. John Walford's gonna be starting. Greg George taking over. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Let's Jamie go. Newman? I want to see him back in the league. Get Jamie Newman out there. Screw Jamie Newman. That guy's dead to me. <laughs> He's dead to me. Did he even ever make All it right. in the league? I don't even think he ever got signed. Did he? Uh, he was on a couple practice squads. I think he was on the Eagles at one point. So great, weren't we all? <laughs> weren't we all? Great. Um. So yeah, that's that's a lot of injuries to to keep up with. Again, we'll have our phones ready. Last five minutes, we'll be checking injury updates. And see what see what's going on. Always. We are going to do a Wednesday episode this week because of Thanksgiving. So we'll hey be yo. back tomorrow with more action and our our game previews will be tomorrow. So hopefully, we'll have some more injury updates yes. then as well. Let's get to some notable performances here. Why don't you start us off? Uh, I would just love to start off here with the quarterback position because we had some big names go off. We had in the top five in no particular order. You ready? Jacoby Brissett, Andy Dalton, Daniel Jones, but wow, Jimmy Garoppolo with four touchdowns. And Jimmy Chet, Jimmy G last night. My guy. So I mean, watch out. Big names. Explosion. Yep. Well, my this was the week to stream a quarterback. Six points. Yeah, yeah just hey, stream. Off, you That's the thing. The worst part was I'm 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 you know I'm tracking the game. I'm like, ooh, they've scored a ton of points. Jared Goff has none of them. Damn it. Yeah, Jared Goff has 150 <laughs> yards. He played well, but no touchdowns. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, I mean, it was interesting with the Browns obviously doing it against the Bills, but I feel like the Bills defense has been kind of reeling. It hasn't been as stout as it was in the beginning of the year. That whole team is just kind of, kind of iffy right now. I know obviously they won, they had they put up a lot of points, but the Bills again, they're yeah. they're not as Super Bowl locked as everyone thought they were early in the season. Andy Dalton, classic up. Andy Dalton game, and then Daniel Jones. I'm surprised I just wasn't playing him in fantasy because two weeks. In our league, I have played against Daniel Jones, and he has gotten 30 points. That means someone had him, someone dropped him, someone else picked him up, 
started him against me <laughs> and still got 30 points against me and it was not great so i'm surprised because every time he goes for 30 he has three weeks of going for like nine and so then someone drops yeah. him. it's like this is not real and then someone else is like ah oh, crap i need somebody it's a good matchup I'll take him. and he goes off yep so no one wants i'm to surprised you didn't start him so i know you had your other boy justin fields but i was like oh shocker daniel jones what do you know so there he is okay quarterbacks who else we got quarterback uh, let's talk about some Devonte Adams. And actually this was big for me because again, I'm looking at our pigs can pick them. I know we're going to talk about that tomorrow, but you know, it came down to, uh, there was a tie, but usually between you and me or you or me and Kyle. And it came down to the Broncos Raiders game. I was the only one to pick the Raiders <laughs> and, uh, went into overtime, Devonte Adams, boom, 30 yard touchdown game over. Give me the ball. Give me that point. Yep. Yeah, well so, done. Um, yeah, Devontae Amari Cooper, 141 and two. Yeah, uh, and then another so. wide receiver, again, on uh, Cleveland with Jacoby Brissett, Amari Cooper. I mean, you're talking about Amari Cooper into that Buffalo secondary. Had eight for 113 and two touchdowns. Uh, again, it kind of shows that he maybe he's not just good at home or on the road. But, again, it was in Detroit. So does that count as a home or a road I think game? neutral territory. He had, he had a very weird – you remember Ben Roethlisberger used to have these home road splits where, like, on the road yeah. – he was a totally different player and on at home. He was a great player. Cooper actually, and I didn't realize this until I heard it on another podcast. He had the same thing going where like every time he was, he was away, he would go for like two for 30, but at home he'd go for like <laughs> nine for 120 and two touchdowns. And you're like, what yeah. is happening? I had to assume it's his mattress. He's probably got like a sleep number mattress. He's got it dialed up just it's right. The princess and the exactly pink. Same wants. kind of thing. Can't do it. But um, I don't know. But this game, neutral territory, maybe he just doesn't like people booing him. I don't know. He's maybe he's very sensitive. Maybe he just loves Detroit. He just loves Detroit. He loves what? great cities like Detroit and Cleveland. <laughs> yes. He just loves the that best Cleveland, cities in uh, America. That's what it is. That old Cleveland tourism video. That was the best. Oh my gosh. We're Cleveland. Anyway, so uh, uh, why do I always feel like Detroit is always like the go to place? Like, oh, we can't play in our game. Screw it. Go to Detroit. They have a game too. Whatever. Kick them out. It's fine. Well, actually, I know Minnesota did that too one time. And it was, it's, it's both because they have domes and they right. have to check their, like, if they're on the road they're or whatever. Away. And they got nothing else going on anyway. They're not using the stadium for anything else. So they don't, they don't have anything else going on. Unless there's yeah. a car show, they have nothing else going on. <laughs> Always sure. available in the stadium. Always available. Always. Go to um, Christian Watson, I told you, he scored twice again. Told you he would. It's I funny. Mean, thankfully, the Titans won. But... Yeah, like, so I, I didn't use – so I have the number one waiver priority right now, and I did not use it on him. And I was thinking about it. But it was interesting. Like, so, yes, he scored two touchdowns. But at the end of the day, he only got – 16 fantasy points because it, yeah, it was like oh no i think he jumped up to 18 like that because at one point it was like two receptions for 20 yards and two touchdowns so i was like okay that's a good day but it wasn't like uh yeah. but no i mean uh, clearly it's coming out to be in that aaron Rodgers go-to guy but alan rob i mean alan lazard's still a viable target but good on, good on christian watson hopefully that can stay consistent lazard is getting the most targets by far and i think yes. that's that's the big question. It's like, what, what would you rather have? The big play guy, the touchdown maker, or like the two for 20 and two touchdowns, like a Marvin Jones kind of a game. He yeah, also can do like a, the game before that, which is like four for 103 and, and three, three touchdowns, touchdowns or whatever. Yeah. Like he can also do that where he's like a burner. So I don't know. I, I like his touchdown making ability. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to see a little more consistency in the targets, but 
Um, it looks looks pretty good for a rookie. It looks pretty good. Traylon Burks yeah, no on the other side of the ball also looks really good for the Titans. God, they need somebody so badly. They need they a need consistent something. target monster. They need somebody. And seven receptions for 111 yards. I love that for Tennessee. I, I don't know, know if that's I mean, obviously, sustainable. Obviously, that's yeah. I mean, obviously, that's your hometown team, so you get a, a lot of publicity about it, and you, you know a lot about the team. But I feel like the Titans outside of Nashville are kind of going under the radar, which is scary because you know they obviously started the season zero and two, and since then they're seven and one, like, and they're not. They haven't been winning pretty. You know, obviously, they've been doing it with ragtag wide receivers. Traylon Burke's been out, and then obviously Malik Willis was in for a couple games. So they've just been a team that's been flying under the radar. That's going to be surprise, like. You're not going to want to play us. Uh, you know, I know you were obviously disappointed the first couple weeks of the season when you're own two and you think, nope, this isn't our year. We're, we're mediocre at best, but this is a, a weird, scary team. I mean, obviously you have the beast and Derek Henry is leading the league in rushing. Um, but when Tannehill's back, he's just that steadying force. And if he just has one relatively good weapon in like a trailing Burks, like watch out because that's all you really need. Um, and they have a good defense, a solid defense. So, shoot, it's the, the defense it's the is quietest good, seven and three team in the league right now, for sure, for sure. And I think part of that is they haven't beaten anybody really good, honestly. Like they they they've played some big games and they've lost them, and they lost to Buffalo mm-hmm. by a million. They lost to Kansas City in what was a great game, and it was, it was with Malik Willis, game. and it was you know a night game and overtime and all that. But like that that should have been like the wake up call was that game, but I, I feel like it didn't give them enough credit. Um, but yeah, they're they're gonna beat everybody who's not. Buffalo or Kansas City, I think I think pretty easily. And then we'll just see what happens in the playoffs. You know, it's a team that yeah. when they're hot, they they like they are a weird, they scheme differently than most other teams. And so that's the thing that you've seen in the past is like they're one of the weird exceptions to the can beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs kind of teams. And you don't know like he's like matchup proof except Tennessee does weird stuff. And and it's like <laughs> it screws with teams. I don't know what it is. I guess it's Vrabel, honestly. Mike Vrabel. They have playmakers, Vrabel. you know, especially on defense. But Vrabel, man, he just he knows how to get his players in the right spots. And it's it's like they're not a better team than Kansas City or Buffalo, but they could beat either one of them in the playoffs and knock them out. And teams don't want to they don't want to face the Titans in the right. playoffs. In part because Derrick Henry a, is is a is a freaking man child. Right. They're they're a less explosive Bengals team from last year. Like they'd be one that gets into the playoffs, you know, they'll they win like the first close game in like the divisional round or whatnot. And then they'll just kind of slowly methodically make their way. And it'll just be relatively surprising because like, wait, why is it this team? They don't have the explosives. They don't have the excitement. It's just doesn't matter. They, they can scheme on solid defense and a difference maker. So yeah. 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 I'm just saying watch out here. your Titans, man. Yeah. I think they'll be in the playoffs. Uh, no problem at this point, but just well, no matter obviously. what they can do. With You're that. in the AFC South. You can just fall into the playoffs in that division. I don't know. Jeff Saturday, those Colts almost beat the Eagles this week. <laughs> Jeff uh, we'll see. Yeah. All, all I can say about the Titans, Jeffrey Simmons, Jeffrey Simmons needs more credit than he's getting. I mean, he is, he is like Aaron Donald light. He is a complete game wrecker and he won that game against green Bay at the end with a sack and then a run stopping. I mean, you can't run on the guy. Like he is a absolute monster. He's a beast. Mm-hmm. Love it. Beast. Um, speaking of those Bengals, T Higgins and Joe Burrow both had huge days. Um, Higgins yeah. went off for nine for 148. Gotta love that. Samaj Pirine unfortunately stole all the receiving touchdowns. Uh, that was really weird. Um, but if Mixon misses time, Samaj, we know is a very competent 
back yeah. backfill. Jamal Williams in Detroit, man, he's a freaking touchdown maker. Speaking of which, he leads the league in touchdowns right now. I think it's 14 <laughs> touchdowns. I mean, it's insane. Three yeah. touchdowns this week. And again, to your mm-hmm. point, like I, I thought Goff, because I've got Amon Ra, who, who played great. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, Goff's going to get some touchdowns. Every time they get close, Jamal Williams, Jamal Williams if you're within the five-yard line, he's punching it in. They finally gave yeah. old DeAndre Swift a, a sympathy touchdown at the end. Like, all right. You can have it. Stumble in. Even DeAndre can score. <laughs> if he's scoring, what does that say about you, Giants? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, Jamal, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I mean, I know DeAndre's still not fully healthy, but it may not be his job when he gets fully back. I mean, why? Justin Jackson why got in there a lot. I mean, he had he had 24 snaps or something like that. Justin, And he ran really well. Mm-hmm. I think they're out on DeAndre Swift. I really do. And you start to pick up on that in Hard Knocks when you saw Deuce Staley talking to him like, bro, you've got the talent, but you've got to have that hunger, and you're not making that cut decisively and going. Like, you're dancing too much, and he's like, you have every tool to be one of the absolute best, but, but you're not. I don't know. It wasn't oh, working, Deuce. yeah. Deuce knows what he's talking about. Deuce had a good career. Deuce does. Deuce knows what's up. Uh, Derrick Henry threw for touchdown. Did you see that? The, the jump pass? The Tebow jump the pass? Tebow, the Tebow jump pass. Uh, why not? You know they're all just going to collapse. I was like, boop, boop. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, I would have saved that for the that playoffs probably, probably, but whatever. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> At least, honestly, now teams are worried about it. Now they're going to have to worry about that. So He can not? throw Trump's the ball healthy. two yards? Oh, crap. Three. He can also Three. move his arms? Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no, he's trying to just stiff arming people. You yeah. can actually do this motion. It was more of kind of like a stiff arm. He got just a stiff arm the ball into kind of was a stiff arm in the ball. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, just stiff arm it. Kind of so. was. Travis Kelsey, yeah. three touchdowns. He's on a tear, man. Uh quick Austin Hooper. Quick to, the quick to uh note about Travis Kelsey's three touchdowns. So I love the Drader Texas uh the right before the Kansas City game. And he's looking at his Yahoo projection. He's like, 36% chance to win. I still got this. And uh, on the other side, the opponent had Travis Kelsey, <laughs> who hadn't played yet. <laughs> he's like, no, I got this. It's fine. Uh-oh. <laughs> and he actually scored a ton of points this week. Drader did. This is like his highest scoring yeah. week all year. And he still, you couldn't keep up with three touchdowns from Kelsey. I thought this was interesting. So the tight end two heading into last night was Austin Hooper. And I think Kittle overtook him. But oh, Austin Hooper, Austin Hooper was tied in too with four receptions, thirty-six yards, and two touchdowns. And Kelsey was nearly double that in points. <laughs> and you're just like, that's tied in two, and you're tied in one is like almost double the points. And that's and that's honestly like well, an anomaly of a tight end game already. Right. So just ridiculous. Right. Well, Kittle Kittle did have a good day because he had two touchdowns over eighty yards. I want to say four, four for eighty. Five I think yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, you're right. Yeah, it wasn't Kelsey, that's for sure. And Fryermuth continues to look great for you. Eight for oh, 79. God. A lot of that was him kind of ju- like at the end of the game, desperation mode. That's you know, his time, mode. man. That is when he gets his biggest receptions is in garbage time. I love it. It's not pure garbage, though, because like they're still kind of in the game. They're within like oh, 10, yeah. you know, 14 points. They're driving whatever, to try and catch up mode. Yeah. Make it back to catch up mode. Well, so we'll call yeah. that. I like that better. Catch up mode. Uh, he loves yeah. catch up mode, and I love it. Dude, Fryermuth and George Pickens. Kenny Pickett loves those two guys. And Deontay Johnson, sorry about your luck, man. I think that that really sucks because he's so talented. But uh, this is the George Pickens and Pat Farmer show. Been saying it all year. That's all the way in on that. So those are some notable performances. Yes. 
Well, I think this is a good segue into, you know, so we talked about some normal performances. Uh, we're still getting our feet wet, talking about some blind resumes. So blind again, resumes. Uh, this is only your second time doing it. So I know we did it once with our guests. Uh, you did, I did it once with you and you needed me. So I think it's good. This is a perfect time. It's like just a little bit past halfway in the season. So, you know, trends are starting yeah. to happen. You think it's starting to float to the top. So this is, this is kind of a weird one I did. Uh, once again, quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs. Uh, so what do you want to start with, my man? You tell me. Typing ready here. Let me do the quarterbacks typing, first, typing. I guess. Quarterbacks. All right. QB1 has 2,443 yards in the air, <laughs> 10 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, 50 rush yards, and a rushing touchdown. Okay. That's quarterback. Okay. No. Oh, and keep in mind, as always, they all have the same amount of games and are within, I'd say, plus or minus five points of each other. Okay. Uh, quarterback two. Has 2,227 yards, seven touchdowns, five interceptions, 129 rush yards, and also one rushing touchdown. Mm. Who are you going to go with? Tough choices. Relatively similar. One has more passing touchdowns, but also more, more passing interceptions. One has some more rushing yards. Whoo! That's a lot of interceptions, man. But the, on the other side, you don't have many touchdowns. <laughs> Seven touchdowns. Yeah. Okay, so um, first question. One, do you have a guess as who they are? And if not, totally cool. And then two, who are you going to go with? I'm wondering if one of these is like a Taylor Heineke. Okay. Um, I, that's just a total guess, though. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Part because of the, in part because of the interceptions. <laughs> it's like he's got to be, be up there somewhere. That's, actually a one, um, that's one game for him. There's five or nine interceptions. That's true. Uh, that's all right, true. So who, who are you going with? Um, the draft clock is here. You need to yeah. submit your card. I guess I'll go with uh, quarterback um, one and hope that he doesn't keep throwing picks. One of these might be Zach Wilson, too. Um, I'm going to go with quarterback, quarterback one. It's a lot of picks. So you you pass on quarterback two was the man you drafted one Russell Wilson. Uh, Whoa! So pass, yeah, seven touchdowns all, all year. Seven all year. You pass on all dangerous, and you got the do it bet champion, Matt T. Ice Matt Ryan. Matt Matt Ryan fifty rush yards. That's right. He had. 50 in that <laughs> one, one game. <laughs> yep. So there you have it. Matt Ryan. So these guys Matt both Ryan. in the time. That's that's why I wasn't really factoring in. I didn't do the math. So there you go. They both Matt Ryan. Your new quarterback. Woof. All right. You want wide receivers or running backs? I don't care. <laughs> Let's go with running backs. All right. Running back one has 148 rushes for 550 yards and three touchdowns has 35 targets with 28 catches for 138 yards and two touchdowns okay that's running back one running back two has 110 rushes for 480 yards three touchdowns and then 39 targets with 30 receptions for 218 yards and one touchdown that um Any any ideas? 
Uh, so one obviously with more rushes and yards, but not as great of an average. Whereas one has more receiving yards, same amount of targets ish. Yeah. Um, best guess would be somewhere in the maybe like a weird Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson kind of thing here, but I'm gonna go with number. Um, gosh, I'm gonna. I guess I'll go. Ugh. Ugh, I don't like the average on number one. I was going to go with number one, but I don't like the average. But um, I'll go with number two. Screw it. Less opportunity okay. currently, but I think they've got a chance to maybe they'll take on more sure. work. Sure. So you pass on running back number one, and you were correct. It was a Najee Harris. That is one Najee Harris, who has been very disappointing this season. He's had very one or two. Although looked, looked better this week, yeah. He did. He did. Uh, and the guy you, you grabbed... Is actually a guy you traded, one Devin Singletary. Yeah, so, I like again. It's crazy, just you know. Obviously, Najee Harris. Goes I, first for the record, I would rather have Singletary than Najee Harris. <laughs> I, right now, and that's the crazy. But they're, I think they're two points separated right now. And again, same amount of games played, all that kind of stuff. And it just shows, yeah. you know, Najee was picked first, second round. Devin was what I want to say tenth round. I didn't fully look into that, but I know he was very late. So interesting. All right. Kevin's been a good Last runner. One. He just hasn't had quite as much opportunity, you know? Right. All right, wide receivers. Wide receiver right. one, 72 targets, 48 receptions, 493 yards, and three touchdowns. Also has 24 rushes for 152 yards and one touchdown. And then wide receiver two has 69 targets for 41 receptions, 468 yards, two touchdowns, 31 rushes for 200 yards and two touchdowns. Who are we going with? Man, I didn't, I didn't realize there were this many receivers that are running the ball, you know? Right. I was surprised too. Yeah. I mean, like Cordero's like a full blown running back at this point. Debo um, could be one of these, uh, maybe number two, but I feel like he's got more yardage than that. And then, um, uh, like Curtis Samuel's got more touchdowns than that, I think. Maybe not. Maybe he's only got two. Maybe Curtis Samuel's one of these. Boy, I don't know. Um, Time I guess I'm gonna to go, go with. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna go with number two here. More touches okay. in general. You know, it's about the same number of total. I guess total touches, but if you include targets and rushes, he's got more opportunities technically. Yep. Okay. So you passed. You threw a lot of names out there. You passed on one of those names, and that was Curtis Samuel. Uh, so okay. Samuel does have 493 and three touchdowns. And surprisingly, they had 152 rush yards. Did not realize that. I would have thought and, actually more, honestly. Because early on in chose, the year, he was getting a lot more rushing. The man you chose was your stud from last year, one Debo Samuel. Debo, Which, Samuel, again, Samuel. just numbers are down. Just uh, surprising. I didn't realize. But again, it shows they're, they're neck and neck and in the standings and point wise. So crazy. You Curtis Samuel undrafted. Curtis Samuel undrafted. Debo, uh, obviously top, top three rounds. Like second, second or third round. Yeah. Debo missed the game though, too. He was injured. Uh, oh, did Curtis miss one? Yep. Same amount of games played. No, he has not. Curtis Isn't Samuel has game? played 11 yeah. games and he hasn't, he hasn't even had his bye yet. And Debo, Debo has 10. had his bye, and he missed the game. So he's only at nine. nine, nine did I just mess that up? 
Yeah, it's actually oh, nine games for Debo and eleven for Curtis. Oh, that's my bad. I think I just got excited when I saw they were close in yardage across the boards. Yeah. But either way, I mean, the point is still the same. Like, Debo is not Debo in all caps like he was last year. He's not, like, right. lighting the world on fire. True. And there are even more mouths to feed now in San Francisco. So it's – Yeah. That, I don't that think you're, like – he's not He's not hurting your team. He's just not the stud no, that you drafted. he's just not – he's not that second or third round pick that you were hoping he was going to be from last year. So, yeah, which is a bummer. Agreed. So there you go, man. Agreed. You, you were pretty good in uh, in naming the guys. The only ones that threw you off were the quarterbacks, but that's all right. Otherwise, oh, yeah. you, you named the Najee. You named Curtis Debo Samuel. So there it is. Not bad. All right. A lot well, better than last time. Where I was like, I don't even know any players in the NFL. I don't know who these players are. <laughs> I don't know any of these people. All right. Well, let's hit some waivers here. Uh, let's give the people what they want. So I think on waivers this week, obviously if you got Justin Fields and you dropped everybody else and you've got to look for a streaming quarterback, um, I happen to have Trevor Lawrence as mine. If he's available in your league, which he really could be, I still think he's going to be a solid, serviceable week-to-week starter. But you could play the streaming mm-hmm. game too if you needed to. As we saw this week, Andy Dalton, um, obviously J- Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett, these guys all had big games. Daniel Jones, like if they have the right matchup, they could have a big game. So you can keep an eye on that too. Even Derek Carr could be viable maybe. Um, so there's a lot of names out there if you need like one week to fill in. If Fields is done for the year, though, I like Lawrence to just set it and forget it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, he's already had his buy. The action, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, he's done. He's off, he's off his buy now. Yep. I think most of the action, though, is going to be with the receivers and running backs. So yeah. um, let's hit the running backs first here. Latavius Murray, who probably is not – maybe he's rostered, maybe he's not. I don't know. He is in our 12-team league he's rostered, but I think in the 10-team yeah. league he definitely could be available. He's now the starter He's in the game to himself, you know? And whatever you think about I, that, it's a lot of opportunity, and he's running decently, actually. I'm just trying to think of this guy's career. It's just astounding to me. One, that he's still in the league, now stumbles into a starting job. Like, so I, NFL do you remember his doing... Do you remember when he burst onto the scene? Well, was do you remember Minnesota. it was like... It was, no, he was with the Raiders. And it was like a... Oh, that's right. It was like a it was like a Monday night game or something, and he ran like a ninety yard touchdown, and they're just like, "Holy cow, this guy's the real deal!" You know, he was like he had this great top end speed, and he was an unknown commodity, and people went kind of nuts on him. And so like he had like a, a you know decent year with the Raiders that year, a couple of good games, and like he became like a thing. That's right. And then it was like nothing, you know. He gets dumped from the Raiders. Minnesota, he goes to New Orleans, you know, and backs up like third string behind Mark Ingram, or he was like backing up Kamara for a bit, and Ingram came back, and it was like he just bounced around at that point. You're kind of like, well, this guy's, you know, probably made some good money, but he's not really, he's a journeyman. He's like a, you know, second, third stringer. He's good for depth. He's a streamer. He's like starting again. Like six years later, he's starting again. You know, it's just kind of wild. Yeah. It is wild. Anyway. He's got the job and he's, he's running well. So good, good for him. Samaj P. Ryan, again, keep an eye on the mix and injury concussions this year. I keep saying like, I think they're probably going to miss a game with the concussion. So you probably see P. Ryan next week. And if you got Mixon, you definitely want P. Ryan. If you don't have Mixon and you need a running back this week, P. Ryan will be good. Um, Panchero, your boy. You want to talk about Panchero? Panchero. I mean, had 15 carries for 107 yards. I mean, clearly he's taken over as the lead spot. So I, I don't really think he's going to be available in many leagues now. I know he's not in our 12, but again, that's a lot deeper. But I mean, it's definitely worth it. Anytime a starting running back is available, you're going to want to take him. And Panchero has shown he can carry a load. 
uh, especially with CEH going down with an injury. I mean, why not? So the question with him, I think most people are having is like, he's not involved in the passing game hardly at all. Jarrett McKinnon is getting all the passing down work. And so 15 for 107 sounds great, but it's, it's only 11 points, you know, uh, maybe 12 right. if you get a bonus. So that, that's all you got out of him. If he doesn't score a touchdown, you're kind of like crap. If you're in a half point PPR or you're in a non PPR, I think it's much more viable. But um, as it stands with PPR, I think to your point, like you got to get him. He's a starter. And again, like he's in the Andy Reid offense, which we've just known for so many years. You had Brian Westbrook and LaShawn McCoy and all these guys that came in and Kareem Hunt. And um, these guys were so, so good in these Andy Reid offenses. And you hate, you hate to think to that not it couldn't happen again, right? Yeah. Right. You see him. I mean, but here's the thing. I would much rather have a Panchero. I remember playing Blake a couple weeks ago. He was playing like the third string Ravens running back. And he actually played Latavius mm-hmm. Murray. Franklin Latavius Murray, who got a touchdown against me. But it's like, I would definitely rather have Panchero here. Uh, I mean, there's definitely going to be a place for him in some league. And even if he is only getting, you know, the points for his carries and his yards, I'd still take it. For those of you who don't know the Panchero reference, this is Isaiah Pacheco, <laughs> also known as Panchero. Um, and then the other note, the other note I want to make here was don't forget about Rashad White. So if he's still floating around, they were on they bye were on this bye. week in Tampa. Yeah, I haven't seen an update on Fournette's injury. They haven't had to release one on the bye week. But going into the bye, he got the start in their last game. He was splitting work with Fournette. He looked much more explosive. Fournette got injured with a hip pointer. Probably okay. But Rashad White is going to be the starter again coming out of the bye. And going down the stretch, this could mean a lot. It could mean a lot. And Fournette could start to get phased yeah. out more and more. Um, or they could continue to split. But even if they split, it's kind of like Pollard and Zeke, where it's like, this guy's a more explosive runner. This is the guy you probably want, you know? So yeah. don't forget about Shot White. Don't forget. Wide receivers, we talked right. about all these names, but I think it's worth mentioning. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, Christian Watson, if he's still there, I mean, he's he's done now two back-to-back good games, so you're going to want to definitely take a look at him. Traylon Burks, as we talked about in Tennessee, now that Tannehill finally has a weapon, he can – Tannehill is very confident that he will find him, and clearly he's kind of the go-to guy, kind of that that big target that they needed to at least get that offense moving, take some pressure off of Derrick Henry, so he's going to be very viable. Josh Palmer is interesting. Everyone was kind of down on him once, you know, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were coming back, so everyone's like, oh, He's not ready for the big time anyway, because even when they were out, he didn't really make that big next step. You know, he had someone like a DeAndre Carter kind of step in, had some great flashes there. And Palmer was solid, but they weren't expecting him or they did, they expected a bigger jump than what he did. But, yeah. you know, Williams got hurt. He had a huge gain. You know, Keenan Allen still getting readjusted back into it. So Josh Palmer is once again kind of viable, that name that you're going to be like, you know, he's worth a shot. He's worth a look. Uh, you want to go into Cleveland? You want to talk about this guy? Yeah, sure. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's continued. like He's good for 10 to 15 points every week. He got his first touchdown of the season this past week, thankfully. he was. We talked about this last episode. Like There was Chris Godwin, Deontay Johnson, and Donovan Peoples-Jones were like the three highest-targeted players to not score a Most touchdown. targeted without a touchdown. Yeah, Godwin got his. DPJ got his. Deontay did not get his yet. He's still floating around out there. But uh, this guy's good for... He had like a stretch of like 80 yards plus in like six games in a row or something crazy. He's really flying under the radar. If you need a fill in and need 10 to 15 points, he is rock solid. He kind of had an opposite home road splits from Amari Cooper. Weirdly, it's like he was actually better he's on the road, road typically. But um, yeah, I think I think he's totally viable if you need somebody, especially in like a 12 team plus league like ours. Um, right. But back to the Josh Palmer thing real quick, though. Looks like Williams is going to be out again. So. 
if he's going to be out again, he steps right back into that role. Maybe with a little Keenan Allen taking away some of the coverage, maybe it actually helps him maybe. become a better player. Yeah. Maybe that's one of the reasons he was kind of thriving in this game, this matchup. But yeah, I, I think he's definitely worth it. And then keep an eye on the Rondale Moore entry because the slot receiver for these Cardinals is getting a lot of targets. And Greg Dortch can get the job done. He caught nine of 10 targets this, this past week, Monday Night Football. The guy's really solid. He profiles just like Ronnie Moore. Very quick, very fast, good hands, slot receiver. You could do much worse. I would love to have Ronnie Moore the way he was producing the last several weeks. Would love right. to have him on my team. And so if he's going to be out, I got to go hard for Greg Dorch. <laughs> Dorch the torch. Torch the torch. Uh, another guy in, in Indianapolis with Matt Ryan back, you know, Paris Campbell has had, you know, 10 plus points in each of the last four games with Matt Ryan. So he could be another one of those fill-ins. Someone's got to catch the ball besides Michael Pittman. So it looks like it's kind of Paris Campbell separating himself there. And then obviously in New York, you got Darius Slayton with obviously Wandale going down with the ACL. He's done for the year. Slayton's got to be the guy, you know, they need that guy. He's going to be the one they're looking for. He's got 10 or more points in the last four. That was even with Wandale there. So Darius Slayton's could be definitely a fill-in uh, in New York. And then Jameson Williams for Detroit. Is he coming back? He's designated to return from the IR. Uh, heck, they're on a three-game winning streak, man. Maybe the playoff buzz is alive in Detroit, so maybe they're going to try and get him in there. Uh, it's That would be a more of a stretch if you maybe want to stash him just for a, a week or two to see if anything happens. He's got the talent. Uh, again, the, the Lions would no, love another weapon out there besides Amon Ra, so he could make some impact if he does play, but it's a big question mark. But he has the talent some potential. Some of us. Those dreaded words, talent and potential. Some of us have memories of a Detroit rookie receiver carrying them to the playoffs down the stretch last year. And yes, that was Amon Ra. Maybe Jamison Williams would do it for you this year. Who knows? Maybe. Um, Maybe. Worth a stash if you've got the spot. Right. The other big name, I think, this is the time when someone's going to jump on Deshaun Watson as well. And maybe True. you're looking at it if you got Justin Fields and you're thinking about it. Um, we don't know what this guy's going to look like when he's out there regardless of what you think of him as a person, as a player, <laughs> a what's he going to be? Yeah. As, as a player, what do you think he's going to be in fantasy? I don't know. He's actually still available in our league. It's a 12 team league and he's still floating around out there. So I don't know. I, how do you feel about him playing this year with this team, Cleveland? Like, what do you think his fantasy prospects are? I mean, Jacoby Brissett has shown that it is certainly viable and possible to have big games there in Cleveland. I mean, you got a big target in Amari Cooper. You still have Nick Chubb. I mean, you've got the pieces there. You got a David Njoku who can get you some touchdowns on the goal line. I mean, he's got some pieces around him. So by fantasy wise, he's definitely a viable option. I honestly thought about it just because my quarterback is probably the weakest play of my team right now. And uh, I don't necessarily want to do it, but it's something that's kind of going on in the back of my head. <laughs> yeah. That's always a weird like moral quandary <laughs> to think about right. it. like because I feel like I, I feel like here's, here's where this comes out. Here's where this comes out. I'm watching games on Sunday and I'm cheering for the Browns. And my wife asked me why I'm cheering for Deshaun Watson and I tell her he's he's my fantasy quarterback. <laughs> and she's like, Are you serious? <laughs> I'm just like I I don't I need I don't know. I need the point. <laughs> I, need the I have point. no morality when it comes to fantasy. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, whatever okay. whatever works for you. Whatever works. Thing. All right, waivers are done. Now what do you say we do a quick little do it board update? Do it. Do it. Let do us it. Uh, let us do it. 
So let's pull it up here. So, of course, we got our quarterbacks, our wide receivers, and our running backs. So looking at the quarterback position, one, Trevor Lawrence was on by this week. And once again, so was Jared Goff for the fourth time this season. Uh, Jared Goff got a whopping 6.6 points. So bringing his season total to 182 behind Trevor Lawrence's 192. So, again, 10 points. They both had their buys. So now it's just. All right, let's go. Let's see what happens. I mean, it's close enough that it's literally anybody's game. It's not too far. It's not. It's it could be anybody, so it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, obviously, Can I, golf is kind of trending downward, where uh, Trevor is going up. Yes, I see you in the back there. Yeah. Can I just say, if Goff didn't have a forty-two point week, <laughs> this would be a non <laughs> and a thirty-five point week. This would be a non-contest. <laughs> this is two mega hey. outliers. Hey, still counts. Anyway, uh, moving on to the running back position, man, your boy Quadfather himself is just getting worse somehow i uh, got you a whopping three points bringing his total to 80.6 whereas josh Jacobs had another good game had 20 points this week so he is at 198 <laughs> um, yeah i'm officially I, waving the white flag in here i don't have a white the flag, towel thrown is done i'm officially uh, waving the santa hat the santa hat is pleading mercy okay get me out of so, this thing i am i am josh done. jacobs officially beats the quad father in the do it bed board do it josh jacobs do it uh and i'm getting close in the wide receiver room to the same scenario as uh t higgins in the past two weeks he had a bye and this week still outperformed Allen robinson who played for two weeks and that's even without robinson getting a touchdown this week so uh, no, higgins, t. higgins had, got you yeah, 25 yeah, true yeah, so Teagan's got to 25 this week, bringing his total to 141. Allen Robinson had a semi-respectable 14.7, bringing his total to 85. So uh, it's getting getting pretty dire there, uh, especially with Stafford probably being out. And, you know, I was just hoping him being the number one guy might might trend towards his favor. But if Stafford's not throwing the ball, Warford's not doing great, it's going to be pretty soon. I might be doing the same Santa hat waving. So we'll see. We'll we see. will see. Yes. The do it so bet it of the is. week, though, was Woo! ham. It was ham. <laughs> all right. This was wild. And I actually need to, ch- I need to double check for stat corrections this morning. <laughs> I was looking at this thing <laughs> yesterday. So, as a recap, we did a draft on the Denver Vegas game that we picked against each other. And of course, Vegas did win the game. But you took Derek Carr with the first overall pick. I came back with Russ, Danger Russ, and Devontae Adams. And you finished off with Josh Jacobs. Derek Carr had a, had a good game, 25.28 points. Josh Jacobs had a good game, 20 points. Devontae Adams had a great game, 34.1. Russ Wilson pooped in his pants and had 10.68. And that brought my total to 44.78 points and your total to 45.28 points. That is exactly one half of a point difference. <laughs> yes. That was wild. That is right awesome. He's gonna you're checking for that stat correction. Let it be like a minus one yard or something like that. Um, wow, I don't think you can get any closer. That just shows either how crappy both teams are or how mediocre. I don't know what it is, but it's something. Uh, uh, but man, could there be a bigger disappointment than Dangerous Wilson himself? I don't think so. Uh, uh, so that's interesting. But hey, I'll take it. Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, do it, do it, take that win, do it, do it. Moving on to next week. It's official. Just like uh, we came to the line of scrimmage, called the next play. It's official. It's no, in the books. I'm just checking one more. <laughs> I was checking one more site. No stat corrections. <laughs> no stat corrections. This holds so half point correct. victory. 
I will take any victory at this point because I know we're going to talk about run your pool tomorrow and don't need any stat corrections there. Uh, so yeah. anyway, <laughs> that is your week 11 recap. A lot of action going on, some big performances. So we got some good uh, waiver targets here. Man, we're kind of heading into the second half of the season. It's crazy. Only six or seven games left. Probably only three, four in your regular season for fantasy. So it's going to get things are going to get tight. And uh, yeah. I know we're going to talk about our matchup we just had tomorrow, but it was a close one. And now our playoff positioning is, is really in a log jam. So it's a lot of action coming up. So until next time, keep on folding. Hold it. Hold it.